Good evening, my friend. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay, honey. How are you? I'm good. Four and a half minutes late. I know. Shit, I am five minutes. Do you late. know what? It's. <laughs> I mean, and I know it seems like that I'm I'm extraordinarily punctual, but it's really just that I'm usually running two minutes late myself. So. Mm-hmm. I just like to be sure that I haven't missed something. No, you you have not missed a thing. What I and I I knew I, I, now I'm going to say this like I was quote unquote in trouble when I opened up Instagram and I'm like oh no you like you have this wonderful post that is very thoughtful that you've put out I'm like you know what she's ready to go I need to get this link over to her so we can start this podcast episode. Do you know, uh, I literally, I literally posted it hoping that you would see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, you know, I, I mean, I, I like the show your body love and, and pledge to move it as well. Like, yeah. I, it's, it's the whole loving the skin you're in. And, and I think it's very important because with the stuff that we talk about and you know what, like, and this is not where I thought we were going to start. Like it was going to take me by this point, I was going to be like, I wanted to talk about party girl, Rachel that made an appearance over the weekend. And we'll oh my God. That. Yes. We'll talk about Yeah. We'll later. totally yeah. get to that one. Um, <laughs> including the instigator, Mr. Willie Gillis. Of, uh, <laughs> well, that's makes me yes. Yes. But, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, look, this is a, this really is one of those three or four top things that, that people need to get within these communities that we're in, is that you, it, your body can change over time based on whatever it is that you do, you know, however you nourish and move your body, like you can change that, you can have some influence, long-term influence yeah. on that. And but, I mean, re- realistically... Yes. I I can be incredibly superficial. But before you yeah. go, you okay, before you get started, you have to love like you have to love yourself first. That doesn't come later. That you, comes yeah. right now. It, right, it, it really it really yeah, it really does. <laughs> Look, I can be incredibly superficial. Um not mm-hmm. about other people really, about me. Yeah. Where I can stand there and pick apart everything about myself. But I'd like to think that, the you know, if the worst thing about myself is that I'm a bit fat or I've got a bit of loose skin or I'm, you know, if those are the worst things about myself, then I've got it good. Because I know we talk about the exterior and we talk about looking good and feeling good. You know, m- my my brother was, I think, 37 years old when he got incredibly severe Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. to the point where he was medically anorexic. He nearly died, colostomy bag, everything. And I think once you see somebody that, you you know, I was always that little girl. My brothers were gods. You know, realistically, as a grown woman, I was a bit of a naive kid. But but they were gods. And to, and to watch someone that you love, I think anybody who has seen somebody go through a physical transformation in that way, to to see him go from being this this strong, fit, able man to being a man who, you know, 
all wasn't, of a sudden had wasn't to think independent. That, yeah. Yeah, wasn't independent. You know, yeah. Exactly. And 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 you sort of see those sort of things happen. And it's like when, you know, I worked with this girl who got an incredibly rare type of bone cancer and lost a leg. And you know what? Sometimes I just want to shake the people that are tearing themselves apart and going, you know what? Love your body, nourish it, take as good care of it as you possibly can, move it, love it. Because how it looks, really in the grand scheme of things, has so little to do with how you feel about it. It's, you know, we focus on the 10% that really matters. Instead of the 90% that really matters. You know what I mean? To us, the exterior is what's really important. But the truth is, it's not. It's not. You know, and and I, I have to be honest. I'm a big believer in sexy is attitude. And, you know, look at Rod Stewart. I, wasn't the famous quote by Rachel Hunter was that Rod Stewart is proof that a man can laugh you into bed. Right. So I just I I'm I'm just really tired of hating what I see. And so I think the only thing that I can do to combat that is to make promises to my body that I want to take care of it and that I want to love it. And occasionally I want to fill it up with a whole heap of alcohol. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now um, nice, wonderful segue. Right. Um, so, but before before we get into you filling your body with alcohol, uh, yes. one that audible pause with uh, Rachel Hunter and Rod Stewart was me trying to figure out the age difference between those two because I feel like wasn't he? I mean, he was in like his mid to late fifties, and I think she was in her mid twenties. She was maybe? in her twenties. Yeah, I feel like yeah. there's the, there's roughly thirty years between them. I think. Um, and then his next wife was sort of the same age as well, and. You know, I have um I have to be honest, I've I've never dated I've never dated an asshole. I've dated people where it didn't work out. But yeah. you know, that were probably not particularly kind during that time when it doesn't work out because, you know, breakups aren't usually a good thing. But I've never dated an asshole. Not someone who was a full-time asshole. And, and I'd like to think that that means that I find who someone is a lot more attractive than how they look on the outside. Not saying that good-looking men are assholes. Some of them aren't. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang on. Okay. We're looking at the age difference between <laughs> Rod Stewart. I and... was going to do it and I held off. I'm so glad you're doing it. <laughs> Um, yes. So I came home from work today and I went, I promised Daryl that I would do something on this whole, how I feel about my body. I, I, I promised he'd, I'd do something, but the truth is I spent most of my weekend just getting drunk and so <laughs> kind of run out of time. And do you know, do you know what I love about that picture was that it was taken in about three minutes I took 15 and I love 12 of them and I realistically took my hair out of the bun that it had been up in all day and had just taken my work clothes off so I wrapped a sheet around myself and went all right I'm going to take this photo now yeah 
So, yeah. Well, I, I think no matter who you are, no matter what you look like, you, you, you have to, you got to love yourself. I'm not even going to say you have to like yourself because if you go through life, not loving who you are on the inside, you're always going to be miserable. And, you know, again, this is where we're not going to, well, I don't know. I shouldn't say we're not going to dive deep. We tend to dive deep in some things sometimes frequently. Um, I'm sure you've a surface been... level person, Daryl. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> My ass. Um, so... <laughs> We're talking about your ass now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. Maybe that'll be another episode. No, it's it's non-existent. as my wife. Um, so, you know, the the thing is, is like, I understand you've you've been led to feel a certain way about yourself. You know, everybody that's listening, I understand that people have said things. I understand that that you have expectations of what you would like to look like or what you think the ideal body type is. But the truth is, is like you, what other people's opinions are of you as a person or how you look or any of it don't like they, they, they should not, they shouldn't have the influence that they do. You should feel confident in who you are and where you're going and what you're doing. And one of the things I look at, because again, like we're coming off of, of the fact that we got to meet a bunch of people in person, we're doing it again next year, is there's a lot of people that are thinking about, I'm going to like myself when this happens, or I'm at this weight, or I look this way. And I'm telling you guys, in 15, 20 years, you're going to look back and be like, man, I wish I wasn't in such a hurry to get to like a weight. And because like if you don't change how you view yourself on the inside it's just you're never going to be happy it it takes work it takes a lot of of on, like honesty and and really honesty with yourself and there's nobody that any one of us finds it easier to lie to than ourselves we can tell ourselves whatever story we want we can say that it's not you know an issue that we have to deal with but you know what i mean you you have to come to terms with stuff but if you're honest with yourself and you then kind of lay out where you are now and, and, you know, what you've been through, where you, where you're wanting to head, then you can get on the same page with yourself. Then it becomes a, a little bit easier, but all this stuff that we talk about, like uh, with appearance and, and body weight and body image and all this, it, it, it comes down to how you view yourself and you, you have to, you got to love yourself. You really do. And just, just, just a side note there that if mm-hmm. if you are having a lot of trouble with that, and I don't just mean the normal amount, it is normal to have bouts of self-esteem issues, to not necessarily like things about your physicality that is normal. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about obsessive compulsive thoughts about how much you hate your body or how much food is impacting on how your body is. That's when you need to go see your doctor. You need to get a referral because... Body dysmorphia is a real thing. Eating disorders mm-hmm. are real things. It is not, does not make you a bad person to have either of those things. But what it does mean is that you need help more than what you can give yourself. You need supports from medical professionals. And I think taking that step, that that's the first, like, because a lot of this that we're talking about is self-awareness. 
And that that is a major step. If you are like, hey, you know what? I'm even thinking in the slightest bit that that, you know, this is a real problem for me. It's not a sign of weakness to get professional help. It's actually probably one of the the strongest things that you can do. I, so, yeah, absolutely. I I think it's actually a sign of love. It is the greatest sign of self love is to recognize if you have an issue that you need help with something. So yeah, I'm I'm all for that. By the way. The age yes. difference between Rod Stewart and Rachel Hunter is 24 years and Rod Stewart and Penny Lancaster is 26 years. So if you want his body and you think he's sexy, come on, Chanel, no, let him I got to see. No, I have to see what Rod Stewart looks like these days because I'm assuming he probably does not look that much different what he, than what he did. Yeah, his hair was always pretty light, so. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Now I have that song in my head, though. Do we? Of course you do. So, you know what's interesting is he's, you know, they always said that it was, that he wasn't a physically attractive man. I mean, he, he has his own look. I think he does, too. It's kind of like Mick Jagger. I mean, I can't imagine wanting to sleep with him, but then, you know. Now, we will, I will say... I will say with Rod Stewart, I mean, him and Ron Wood kind of share that same look, but it definitely, <laughs> definitely is his own. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm looking at, I, I wish it would tell me what year these pictures are. This one looks like something recent. Yeah, he basically. He's got some young kids now, too. Like, that's what gets me is that he's dated these women that are really young. He's just got, like, more kids and, you know, I, um. I actually said to my best friend's uncle on the weekend, he was telling me that he was tired. And I um, I put his hand on my shoulder and I said, they say you're only as old as the woman you're feeling. So you just lost 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> so. And what was his response to that? He laughed. He laughed. I loved him. <laughs> so that was the reason that I was very, very inebriated on Friday. Uh, so I think I've, I've said to you before that I've, um, that my, my best friend's parents are like my parents. They're originally from the UK mm-hmm. and, um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm trying to drink coffee and talk to you at the same time, which by the way, I'm drinking out of a cup that says Wookiee warrior and it's got chewy on it. Um, so they came out here just before I was born. They, they migrated. And then my best friend went back when she was 21, met a guy in a fish and chip shop and never came home. And um, basically never came home. Mm. Fell in love. It happens. Yeah. And, um, and just so every, every now and then they have relatives come over and stay. And so last year one of her cousins came over and he and I, he and I got on really well. And I sort of showed him around Sydney a bit and he just was really lovely. And he, he kept saying to me, you're going to look – You'll love my dad. You'll love my dad. And, and his dad was the one that I hadn't met. And, um, and so his dad and his brother and her other uncle and his wife all came out. And, um, yeah, they, they were pouring the drinks and I was having a good time. And, and you know firsthand, Daryl, I have had a really rough couple of months. It's been really, really hard. And um, I think I just honestly needed to get so drunk I couldn't remember that I had problems. 
And I did that. (laughs) I, in fact, got so drunk that I couldn't remember how to buckle a seatbelt. And I went live for about 57 seconds, which Willie Gillis got to see. Um, I say 57 seconds. Somebody said to me, you should have been alive longer. I was like, I could not even read my phone. I could, I think I did live with my eyes closed. And, um, yeah, I just, and I was so happy. And of course I sent my love, I love you messages. You would have gotten an I love you message, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because I, I know that some people get really angry when they're drunk. I mean, I'm a very affectionate, very loving person anyway, but you put a bit of alcohol in me and I just become a love bug. Your eyes were dancing in that video. <laughs> they were dancing. As they were you know, dancing. It was really happy or? They, they were, they, well, it was a happy dance, but yes, your eyes were dancing. I laughed. <laughs> I, I laughed for probably a good 20 seconds when, <laughs> when I saw that. And, but Willie was funny because like, I guess he, he had seen it and he, yeah, messaged, I mean, his he messages goal me, has... which was pretty funny. He's like, you need Rachel's life. I saw it. And, and I, like, I saw the notification. I'm like, I bet ending. Cause I, I, I was doing the math, the time difference, which I'm actually getting pretty good at now. I'm like, I bet she's been drinking. Um, <laughs> So yeah, and then he he tells me. So then, but it was funny. As soon as I popped on, you left. So that was uh, bless him. He sent me a message the next day, which I was kind of grateful for because I would not have remembered if he'd messaged me that night. Mm-hmm. And um, but I like I sent I sent messages because what what will happen is I will send a message to anybody that I've recently had contact with in some way or form that I in some way admire or respect or like, but it becomes elevated so it's like i love you you're freaking amazing and i got so many people going are you sure this is for me (laughs) oh that's funny yes yes it is it was for you i just but um yeah so so that yeah had happened to me on friday night and then um (laughs) we i was driving past um their house and i had car trouble on sunday and i ended up going there just so that my car could cool off for a bit and uh, repeated the Friday night. But this time I was smart enough to hide my phone. <laughs> I just knew, I knew it was going to happen. I thought, no, people won't forgive it if I do it twice in, you know, twice in two days. Can't do it twice in two days. So um, did you get a message at all about my chicken chippies on Friday night? I did not, but I want to hear all about your chicken <laughs> chippies. My, so, so I sent my best friend an audio message. Do yourself a favor, folks. If you're drinking, don't ever send an audio message. Send a video that disappears because the audio message stays there in the chat mm-hmm. on WhatsApp. And I, I listened to it and I went, oh, dear God. Where basically I was, I want to say smashing chicken chippies, which are like chicken fingers, mm-hmm. right? I was smashing the hell out of those at like one o'clock in the morning because I was drunk. And, and when you have a sleeve and you're drunk, you can't, you, you don't feel restriction. So <laughs> until it kicks smashing, in. Uh, until the next day when you just yeah. go, oh God, I feel so sick. Um, yeah. So I was smashing the hell out of these chicken chippies, telling her they were the best chicken chippies I'd ever had. And and you can literally you can hear me chewing 
in this message, like I'm not, I'm not doing the pretty chew. And then, um, yeah. And so the next morning I woke up feeling fresh as a daisy and I woke up to 37 inbox messages about messages I'd sent out the night before all going, Oh, you poor thing. You're going to be so hungover. I wasn't, I wasn't at least not even a little bit, wasn't even a little bit hungover. Of course I had nothing to do on the Saturday and um, I ended up helping a friend do a job application that he really wanted to do. Uh, good guy. And um, and then on the Sunday, ended up getting completely and utterly trashed again. Woke up on the Monday and I thought, oh, dear God, why is there an earthquake in my head? Hmm. Um, and I just literally, I t- <laughs> because I'd taken photos with my niece and nephew the day before, um, and I felt really pretty, you know, you know, when you go out and you just think, I feel really pretty or really nice in what I've got on or whatever. You, you're feeling good about how you look. I woke up the next day, I took a photo just so that I could show joy. <laughs> I'm like, hey, remember how pretty I looked yesterday? This is me right now. <laughs> I looked like Alice Cooper's long lost daughter. There was eyeliner all over my face and lipstick all over my face. And, um, yeah, and I just literally wanted to die most of Monday. And Sharon, uh, one of the band members, um, Sharon's little boy had his fifth birthday. And I'm notoriously never late for anything with Sharon. I'm always really, really punctual. Um, and, you know, I sent her a message 10 minutes before I was supposed to leave home saying, yeah, I'm going to be a bit late. I'll be there soonish because I'd just gotten out of the shower. And then 10, 10 minutes past one, this the party started at one. She's like, no one's here yet. I'm like, I will be there in 15 minutes. I was not there in 15 minutes, Daryl. I was there about 25 minutes after I sent that message. But, but I got there. And do you know what? His face when he saw me, oh, thank God I'd had coffee because... I wanted to die, but his face just made me really happy. But I wouldn't have had the energy to be able to be happy, helpful, Arnie Rach if um, if I hadn't had the coffee. He was so excited to see me. He's just he's just a lovely, lovely kid, and she's just such a great mom. And um, and I ate the world's best guacamole. So you know, all in all, a great party, a great weekend. And grateful that I don't drink like that all the time. In fact, I drink like that very rarely. But I, I, what did I tell one of my nieces when she was 16 and we were talking about going out and getting drunk and everything? And, and there are some people in our lives that are very, very teetotalists, right? Totally against alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to her once uh, when she was 16, I was like, okay, here's how I see it. I can go out and have a great time without having a drink. But getting drunk can be a whole lot of fun too. And um, it wasn't like I set out to get drunk. But I did get really, really, really drunk. And I was just a real love bug. Like I I get really snuggly. Like I just want to cuddle people and tell them how much they mean to me. So, you know. You know, it's still fun to do like, once or twice a year like you know yeah 
Now, I, I will with, say... With me, it's dependent yeah. on who I'm with. So, so my, my best friend has always famously told her friends and her husband's friends over in the UK. She, she's told, she told, the last time I went over, she told her friends, oh, Rachel's not really a drinker. Because I'm not. Because to them, they will drink every weekend. And that's not who I am. And, um, and I was sat there having pints with one of her husband's friends. And he's like, so you're doing really well for someone that's not a drinker. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just not a drinker by her standard. <laughs> my mum used to say that her and my dad were social drinkers. And they mm-hmm. weren't very social. <laughs> so, yeah. I was talking to our friend and listener, Caitlin, yesterday. And what we were talking about was, you know, like, well, being in your 30s, like how great this is because she's she's in her mid 20s. And um, she, is, she, she, is, she, is she how old is she? Really? Is she really in her mid 20s? Yeah, she's 25. Do you know, I, and, and I know that you're listening to this, Caitlin, you don't look older than that. You don't look older than that at all, but you are very, you have a lot of presence. So I just assumed you're in your thirties. So here's, here's where this is getting. And you're going to be like, you're going to be like, damn, I wish I, I did that. Um, she's like, because you know, the, most of us in the community are in our thirties and are at least older than she is. And she's like, yeah, I get to see, you know, she's like, I get to see what people, how people act and, and what they say and, I was like, yeah, that's smart. You can you can look at what everybody's saying and, and not just like one or two people. You have a collective of so many people around you and you can be like, yeah, that's cool. That's a good idea. I'll do that. Uh, I'm going to stay away from that. I'll do that. Never going to do that. So, yeah, she's she's got a presence about her. That's uh, that's definitely well, well beyond uh, 25. So she really does. So, I mean, I mean, you still you. You look 23 and a half, Caitlin, but you have the presence of a 35-year-old. That's a major compliment. I think so, too. I, um, I, look, I'm not particularly great at knowing people's ages um, because I don't know about anybody else, but I'm that person that thinks that everybody that's had Botox looks a hell of a lot older than they actually are. <laughs> that you know what I, that 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 scares me when people because you can absolutely tell like well, it's just yeah, a so, weird so I was actually I was having this conversation with my 19 year old niece um about six months ago and yeah. I was showing her a picture of my my niece who is now 26 who ironically was the 16 year old in the earlier story so, so I think my, my niece Jess, I think, is just an epic human being, right? She's just a truly beautiful, like physically beautiful, inside and out. Um, and she's natural. She's just completely natural beauty. You very rarely see Jess with makeup on. If you do, it's not a lot. Um, and you look at her face and she, she looks 25, 26. She looks her age. But in that fresh-faced, fun, you know, I remember being in my 20s, everything's great kind of way. And then I look at other girls, uh, girls that I know actually through the weight loss community on Instagram, Mm -hmm. who are the same age or maybe a little bit younger, and they look 10 years on her. And it's because of the collagen and the Botox and everything. And, And I think the reason for it is because 
it used to be a thing that only older women did. Do you remember that? That it was, you know, 40 was when women got facelifts. <laughs> so I just automatically, I think now, something in my psyche sees a woman that's had a lot of Botox and just automatically assumes that she's a lot older than I am. And it's not really the case. It's just, well, and and it's crazy to me that, I mean, Botox, you you pretty much can get, get to like the dentist office you can get it like just different places right i mean because it's it's cosmetic so it's yeah I, yeah you don't, don't even have to go to you used to have to go to like a plastic surgeon yeah now it's yeah. like people do it on the lunch break <laughs> yeah it's well and I, I i mean i used to because i mean with botox it's botulism that's being injected into a muscle to deaden it basically to freeze it yeah yeah to freeze it so like that was um, I had an orthopedic that I was working with when I was a teenager, and he's like, you know, because I, I have really twi- tight quads in the front of my the muscles in the front of my legs are really tight. So mm-hmm. we would inject Botox into my hip flexor. So every mm-hmm. t- in my quad. So like when when I see these commercials, I'm like, oh yeah, I've used that, but totally not for cosmetic reasons. But yeah, the whole if you think about the process of what you're actually doing, it's just it's weird. Do you know what? I mean, each each to their own. I I can't tell you that I will never do any form of cosmetic surgery or alteration. Mm. I don't think I will, but I also kind of never say never. But what I will tell you is that I know that I won't be able to do Botox. And the reason for that is because I know what it feels like to have your face paralyzed. And I could just never, you know, I, I could never knowingly choose to do that to myself, having lived through it when I didn't have any control over it. Yeah. It just, uh, to me, to me, it, it, it's the, the concept of it is terrifying. And I get why people do it, you know, just like how I, you know, some of my sisters don't get how I get my nails done or get my hair done. You know, we each have different things that we do to make ourselves like our physicality better. Yes. Um, but we each have different things that we could never do. You know, like I get a lot of women tell me, that I'm really brave for my hair color to which I'm like, Oh no, not really. Um, Cause it always feels like a backwards compliment when someone says you're really brave for doing something that you don't think is really brave. <laughs> I never, you know what? I never really thought of it like that, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, you're so brave to have body confidence to dance like that. No, honey, I'm just dancing. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah. And so I, I, I just know that Botox is not something that I will do um, for that reason. Um, but I don't know about anything else, you know. And f- like fillers, a lot of people do fillers now instead of Botox. You know, they just fill up the lines a little bit. It's all very different. I'll have to, yeah. I learn about things when I'm sitting in the nail chair. So I will ask some questions. So we had a very... Um... We went to dinner the other night with um, with uh, actually a couple of, of Instagrammers. Um, oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. We went. It was it was with uh, Mutz underscore and Miles or and underscore Miles, and then her husband uh, Dunn being fat. Dunn being their last name D U N N. Yeah, um, yeah. And the funny thing was, is they're um, they're from. Up, they're up from uh, up in New York is where they're from and East Coast here in the States is kind of like you know look we want to be left alone just don't make eye contact that'll cause a fight 
Um, mm. You know, whereas Midwest, which is kind of the, the it's like the friendliest place on earth. It, it really is. Well, and they were talking about the adjustment of that. And you know, uh, Stacy's from the East Coast as well. But so yeah, what they were from talking Maryland, about, right? Yeah, she's from Maryland. So what they were talking about was getting their nails done, and like the hairdresser and the the folks at the salon making small talk and they don't like either one of them they're like i don't like that i just like to be left alone so it's kind of funny because you were talking about you know all this and they just they just don't Uh, talk at all do you know what do you know what's funny i i get it and do you know if i want to be left alone i don't go to okay so so i go to steven to get my hair done but steven books out yeah and so if i just need a blow dry done i will not go to him if he's booked out, I'll go to someone else. I'll just find someone. And to be honest, other places are cheaper. They're not as good, but they're cheaper. And um, and so when I go to those places, yeah, no, I'm I'm good to not invest or get into a conversation or whatever. I'll be I'll be polite and I'll sit there and I'll read my book and and drink my coffee. Mm-hmm. And that would blow his mind if he saw me that way, because I'm not like that. Like I literally show up with coffee for him. I will have some hilarious conversation. I wore flamingo shorts into the hairdressers the other day because I slept in and uh, did not have time to get out of the shorts that I had worn to bed. And I went, oh, yeah, it's just going to Stevens. And he wasn't there. It was his assistant that was doing my hair. But uh, I was just like, I forgot that when I get a blow dry, I don't wear a cape because part of me was just like, oh, well, no one's going to see my legs anyway. And now I'm realizing that you're all seeing my legs. So so I, I one you need to wear your flamingo shorts when you come here and i will wear my shark shorts and we can i would just dude i bought my flamingo shorts there they were eight dollars at walmart there you go thank you thank you walmart so were there <laughs> were there other now were there other animals as well or just the flamingo you know what i did i didn't see the other ones i just actually really needed pajama shorts and i couldn't mm. find pajama shorts that i liked and these yeah. were in the normal shorts section, mm-hmm. but they're really soft and comfy. And I'm like, perfect. Well, and, and the other thing that I, I definitely want to mention as well is like, I would make an appointment to have Steven do my hair. So, like, oh my I, gosh, you I, should. Yeah, he's yeah, great. I want to talk to your hairdresser. Like, that would be just, <laughs> you know. He's um, just a, he's a brilliant human being. Do you know? Oh, Okay, so um, I met, actually, I'll do a bit of a shout out. I met the incredible Jason the other day who listens to our podcast. And um, I met him for coffee at Johnny's. And um, (laughs) Johnny was sort of saying to him as he was leaving, like, because I left a little bit early because I had to get back to work. And Johnny sort of said to him, oh, how do you know Rach? And he's like, oh, I listened to her podcast. And Johnny, Johnny looked at him and said, Hey, I'm the cute coffee guy from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny's never listened to the podcast, but he knows he's the cute coffee guy in the podcast, which I kind of like. We need to mention uh, Coffee Johnny more often. We <laughs> will call him Handsome Johnny. I think that's what we should call him. Handsome Johnny. Mm. It's much better when he's, you say it. Handsome Johnny. He's such, a, he's such a sweetheart. He really is just a really nice guy. I just, I, I think I've come to the point in my life where I really like and I really respect people who are friendly and hardworking. Yes. And, that, you know, 
People may say my standards are too low. No. I like friendly and hardworking. It works for me. I don't think your standards are, are too low because those two things together don't, they're not together all that often, truthfully. So it stands out when you meet people that actually are like that. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I mean, one thing that we were talking about um, coming off of dinner the other night was surrounding yourself with people that that either have that kind of vibe or, or provide value to your life. And, you know, it just, it, it makes, it makes things a lot more fun. It's not as draining because we, we've all been in the other situation where people around us are sucking the life out of us. And you got, I mean, you have to, you have to protect yourself from that kind of stuff. And then when you surround yourself by people that are friendly and hardworking, it rubs off on you. So, yeah. Do you know what? It's yeah. so it's so funny how much those two things can impact on an office because my soon-to-be ex-manager, because I'm moving to a new team, um, said to me the other day, she, and she's not one, she doesn't give out compliments. She's, she's, she's not warm and fuzzy. <laughs> um, and she said to me, the level of positivity that you bring into this office, she said, I notice when you're not here. And I went, oh, thank you. And um, and and I think it's true because I, I went into work today. Um, Johnny was not at his cafe and I had left my bank card at home. So I went into work not being able to buy coffee. I tried to have a cup of tea to sort of fix my need for coffee. Who was I kidding? And um, I got to about 11 o'clock and... I realized I had to physically make myself change my mood because by 11 o'clock I was sad sack Rachel. I had had an argument with a client and by argument, I mean, I was very politely telling them where I stood and why I stood there. And then when they continued to say they didn't care and they were going to do whatever they wanted, I said, okay, great. Have a nice day. <laughs> like, which is not like me. Normally I'm very, I'm infinitely patient. But I just gotten to the point where I was like, oh, yeah, it's just a brick wall and I can't take it. And, and I think it's a combination of things. One, one being, I, obviously, I got forced to take a few days off work. So I haven't been back in the office since last Wednesday because I had Thursday, Friday off. Then we had a normal weekend and then we had the extra day because it was public holiday here yesterday for Queen's birthday. And so I haven't been in the office for five days. So my brain wasn't automatically in work mode. I hadn't had coffee, which I will admit is a drug and my drug of choice. And, and I don't care what you think of me for using it. <laughs> um, and because I was not putting out that positive energy, I wasn't getting it back either. And, um, and it took me to have, my one of my colleagues went home he wasn't feeling well and I saw one of his clients and his client was in a like a a real pissy mood to be honest and I went in my head something clicked and I went you know what I'm gonna make you like me you don't like me but I'm gonna make you like me and I spent 10 minutes doing what I could to bring his energy up and once I brought his energy up I was good for the rest of the day but I think sometimes it's 
look, we can't expect everybody to be as we are, right? We can't expect everybody to put goodness and light onto the world just because you're putting goodness and light onto the world. Mm. But what you can do is do your best to be the best version of yourself and hope that the world reflects it. Because in my experience, generally speaking, if I put out positive energy, I have a reasonable day. Yeah. That said, sometimes people are, people are, people suck. Yes, they do. And computers suck. Mm-hmm. And not having coffee sucks. But, you know, apart from that, life's good. <laughs> you know, I I think I I mean I I I think that one um probably what's been the best part of this whole thing I've been going to bed later instead of trying to get up at the, this is the only day of the week that I get up anywhere near four o'clock in the morning now. You know, you know if you want to podcast later, we can podcast later. We don't need to podcast later. No, because what ends up happening, um, you know, we basically. So it's it's quarter after five right now. You and I have been talking for 40 minutes and around uh, about an hour from now, I need to start getting things ready for the rest of the day. And like, this is the only time where like, I, if I don't have 90 minutes to talk to you, I feel cheated. So and that's like, oh, yeah, no, I, I mean, that that's true. So, like, you, I, I think what I'm trying to say is you're the only person at this point that I will get up at this point, this hour of the day as a regular appointment and actually stick to it. At this point now, because I see the importance of sleep, plus the fact that I can now drink coffee until, like, really as late as I want, 4 or 5 in the afternoon, doesn't matter. I go to bed, like, 10, 10.30, wake up at 6, no problem. But, um, but yeah, no, we don't, we don't need to podcast later and and on those times because you know like on tuesday here's the the funny part is is like because i have an alarm set to get up when i do i'm always afraid the alarm is going to go is like not going to go off so i'll wake up 45 minutes early so it's nice on those days too where i can just be like hey you ready to podcast sometimes you are sometimes you're not so you know no this is nice this is our time it is our time and and it's so funny it's like I will make plans with people for any time, but any time someone's like, oh, Tuesday, and I've gone, I can't, I'm podcasting. And to the point where I had somebody say, well, how long do you podcast for? And I'm like, no, it can be half an hour. It can be two hours. Sometimes it's three hours. It's never half an hour, but I was just, you know, trying to give a little bit of dramatic effect there. And I point for it. I had a friend that was really, actually really annoyed with me last week, I think. Mm-hmm. Because he dead set wanted to catch up on the Tuesday. And I'm like, I can't, I'm podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, but what time will you finish? And I'm like, I'm not sure. And he's like, well, what do you mean you're not sure? And I've gone, I mean, I'm not sure. You should li- you should listen to these and see how it goes, man. We're really not <laughs> sure. And um, and bless him. That, that was actually the friend that ended up coming over on um, the Saturday. And I helped him with the job application. I think he probably just wanted help with the application. But yeah. Uh, but he was just so funny. And because I'm so, like, I really am really easygoing. I'm just sort of r- go with the flow. Okay, what time do you want me there? Or what would you like me to bring anything? Like, you know, that's that's who I am. That if I say no, people take notice. So uh, I say no. You are the only person that I say no uh, to breaking plans with ever. 
yeah, I this, never break plans with you ever. This this time is it? This is a hard yes. So yeah, this, this is this, a hard this, yes. Look it's a hard yes on the schedule, and you know you'll you'll probably find this really funny because I did a couple of weeks ago. I did a podcast episode that was fifty seven seconds long because Emily at Emma's the biggest loser on Instagram um, said that she didn't. You know, she didn't like listening to longer podcasts. Now, a week after she said this, she mentioned something in her story about our podcast episode. Podcast. So she I love does. Em. She does listen to it. Um, know, em and I were in the same place. I'm sure we'd get arrested. Like if we lived in the same place, we just are very, very similar personality types. Me and her. I love her. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not disputing any of this. You would totally get arrested. Um, and I, I You'd would be there to bail us out. I would bail both of you out. <laughs> I, I absolutely would. Um, so, but yeah, I was like episodes from one minute to three hours long when I was, I, I did a post about my podcast in general on Facebook this week and Caitlin caught it. She, she was laughing. She's like, um, cause then I did another episode this week that was 43 seconds long. And she's like, you need to change that post. But yeah, with without you, I couldn't say that I have a podcast episode that's three hours long. <laughs> so my uh, my phone is lighting up, by the way. So I'm assuming that people are kind of liking what I posted. Oh, I'm sure. Let's go. Let's see the progress of that post. What was funny, like the first initial, you know, like when my my phone was refreshing and I first saw that, and this was before I read the caption, obviously, I saw the blanket and you're, you know, with your hair being down, I'm like, is she doing a mermaid cosplay thing? Because do you know what? I did not intentionally do it. No, I'm sure you didn't. But I and I'm looking at it again now. I'm like, you could totally see how you would think that she's being a mermaid. Uh, But yeah, that. Oh yeah, you haven't even posted that an hour ago, and it's like, uh, of course, the first comment on it was from Neil, our number one fan. Do you know what? That's the only comment that I've actually had a chance to see, and I messaged him and said, "That is quite possibly the sweetest comment that anybody's ever given me on anything ever." So, yeah, no, he's. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I. In addition to like his collectibles are just awesome. Like when I when I see the stuff that he posts and the stuff that he's picking up, I'm like, where did you find that? But I I also I, I wish I had a liver like Neil's. Because hmm. his stop drops and chugs are much better than what the rest of us do. <laughs> yeah. My stop drop chugs looked like that on Friday night. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't well, you didn't stop. That's the thing. I really didn't. <laughs> it was um, so. So my my friend's cousin uh, was playing barman, and he and I were the only two that was sort of under sixty five, right? And it was just one of those occasions where you just get to have incredible conversation with somebody um, while they're pouring you drinks. And I suppose because you are drinking, you're also more relaxed to have incredible conversation too i mean you you know daryl in your experience with me that i can be quite guarded about things in my life 
Um, I guard my privacy. And I literally, not, he knows my life story. Like, there, was no, there was no privacy. Um, and then again, when I got drunk on the Sunday night, we, yeah, so, but it's, it's nice to have that. And um, it's just nice to, so, so my favorite moment of my whole weekend was, um, okay, so my best friend's mom, she is the best person I know. She's hands down the best person I've ever known. She's the kindest person I've ever known. She's selfless. And, and my, you know, my, my sister is pretty damn selfless, but, uh, uh, you know, and that's my best friend's mom is next level selfless. And, um, and she moved out here because her husband's mother had moved out here and, and he didn't want her to be alone. So, they moved out here. So she moved away from her whole family for him and his family. And and she doesn't get to see her brothers very often. And to get to see her there with both of her brothers. And she's just so happy. Like she's lit up because she's around them. And I just was sat there with a cheesy smile on my face. And that was my weekend. That was seeing how happy she was. So, Yeah. That's nice. No, she's just, she's lovely. She literally, Daryl, she would meet you and then she would feed you (laughs) Um, because she feeds everybody. But then she would also be, you know, if you ever need anywhere to stay, um, (laughs) she, she's that person. I, I lived with them for about a year. Um, and when I was a teenager, any time that I sort of needed a break from home, I would go and stay there. Even after my best friend moved to the UK. I'd still go and stay there. I school holidays, uh, you know, sort of midwinter break when you get two weeks off school. And I used to go and spend a week with her <laughs> and just chill out with her. And um, she's just my constant and I'm hers, you know. And, um, it, it, you know, my, my best friend, when she left to go overseas, sort of gave me a hug and told me to take care of her mum. And that's a very hard thing to say to an 18-year-old girl because I didn't know what I was agreeing to, mm-hmm. which was basically to not kill her anytime she's having IT problems. <laughs> you've probably come, you've come close a couple of times. Oh, my gosh. There's just been times when I'm like, okay, just leave it. I'll come over tomorrow night and fix it. Yep. <laughs> but, um... She just is. She's lovely, and and like my best friend's dad, I I love him. He's the first to admit that he's a grumpy asshole, but I have an affinity for grumpy assholes, so I'm okay with that. Um, and he loves me. He really loves me. You know when you know somebody really, really loves you, and um, yeah. It's just nice. And I, and I feel like it's one of the few places and, and the few the few places in my life, where in, you know, in my world where I can just relax and be completely myself. Because obviously um, what I do for work requires a certain amount of uh, guardedness. Mm-hmm. 
And then, um, you know, I think anybody who's ever cared for an adult knows that you become very self-sacrificing and you don't even mean to be. You don't even realise that you're doing it at first. And then you become dependent upon being depended on. And you sort of get to a point where you don't even realise that you're putting your needs second. It's just how it is. And and I think, you know, me me on Friday night, I actually, when I was sober the next day, I sent my best friend a proper message, proper audio message, mm. to go with the garbled one she got the night before about the chicken chippies, which basically said was the last time that I felt that free as I did then was in that moment just completely and utterly free was when I was over in the UK with her and we were doing the same sort of thing. We were just drinking and just being completely and utterly free um, to be together and to just be us. And, and um, yeah, my adopted family. Just, and the uh, open bar. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It's just it's nice to have people that you can let your guard down around. Yeah, and I think we all need that. And yeah, I mean it's because hmm. there are very few people that know every part, every detail, and that yeah. you can be you know, comfortable enough to tell them, you know, there, there's always times where like stuff kind of seeps out. You're kind of like, eh, I'm not sure if I can trust this person with this type of info. But when you've got those folks that, that do know you and don't judge you and are always very welcoming and supportive, it, it just means a lot. Yeah. Actually out of, I have friends that know a lot about me. My best friend knows almost everything about me, but sometimes it's difficult when someone's really far away. Actually, sometimes that makes it easier too because I would say that the one person that knows everything about me that there is to know is Joy, and she lives in Iowa. (laughs) But she knows everything. She knows every secret, every regret, everything I'm proud of. She knows it all. Wow. Yeah. God, if she ever got mad at me, that'd be like a treasure trove of information that she's got there. Well, you know, <laughs> and, you know what, what's the if if somebody was to throw all that stuff out, all you would say is, "Yeah, that's me." Then you'd move on. Yeah, it's pretty much what I did. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Did I do that? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. What's the song? Is that song by One Republic? That I um that I love called I Lived. Yes. Um, do you know the one I'm talking I about? I do know the one you're talking about. So the the line, um, I owned every second that this world could give. I saw so many places, the things that I did with every broken bone, I swear I lived. I know, I've got the I've got the course line playing in my head now. Thank you. <laughs> But I just really like that those those lines. Actually, do you know <laughs> I've been walking around with Shakespeare in my head for three days, so it's kind of nice to have that out. 
I just um, I don't know how how into the uh, the old bard of Shakespeare you are, but I've had the closing monologue from Midsummer Night's Dream in my head for three days. That is in your I head. Know. It is not in mine. Well, it's not in any reasonable person's head, Daryl. Like my my brain is just a vast expense of useless information. <laughs> well, but you know you're. You do well with trivia. That's what I, I, you know, I do. And for the rest of my life, I'm now going to know that there's 24 years between Rod Stewart yeah, and Rachel and, Hunter. And that will be a tiebreaker question at some point, I think. Do you know that Catherine Cedar Jones and Michael Douglas are exactly 25 years apart? He was, she was born on his 25th birthday. Well, that puts it into perspective. I know, right? And there you go. You're going to be like, oh, my friend Rachel. No, it, well, yeah. And if somebody came up and told you, like, you're you're 25, you're still figuring life out, but you've experienced some things. You're like, hey, you know what? Your future wife, she was born today. You'd be like, what? So. Do you know what? My, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite love songs is a song by Ben Foltz called The Luckiest. Mm-hmm. And what I love about it is because I, I don't know whether you, you you like Ben Folds at all or Ben Folds 5 when he was in the band Ben Folds 5. Um, to look at him, he is a bumbly looking guy, right? And this song is a bumbly kind of song. And it's 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 sort of a love song when you don't quite know how to get the words out, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and there's a few there's a few lines in it that I really love, uh, but one is, um, "What if I'd been born fifty years before you in a house on the street where you lived? Maybe I'd be outside as you passed on your bike, and would I know?" Like, yeah. And then the the last bit that I really love is, uh, "Next door, there's an old man who lived to his nineties and one day passed away in his sleep." And his wife, she stayed for a couple of days and then passed away. And I'm sorry, I know that's a strange way to tell you, but I know that we belong. (laughs) And and that's kind of how it feels. It's like just that would be kind of random. I think, I don't know. I think the one thing that I really learned about life is that I don't really, I don't ever really know what's happening or what's coming. Yeah. I never expected I never expected anything in my life to be the way that it is. And that is in good and bad ways, by the way. Because I am blessed with people and I am blessed with love. Have you ever had anyone tell you that life has even to the point where we are now at our age, that life has worked out exactly as they planned it? No, I, I haven't either. Which, which is so, which is so funny because we still plan. Totally, yeah. <laughs> Why the hell do we plan? Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I guess yeah. My way of thinking is that I am blessed with people and I am blessed with love, and I am also cursed with people and I am cursed with love. Because, good or bad, every decision I've ever made has had something to do with love. Huh. <laughs> I I can't I, I can't I say like the same, but but yeah, no, that 
But no, but it yeah. has. It has in some way. It's either love for yourself or love for your life or love for your family or, um, you know, and, and sometimes we don't put ourselves first because we love other people more and then sometimes we love ourselves more and we maybe shouldn't. And I think every decision that I've ever made has had something to do with love. Okay. Yeah, I can. Uh, I see it. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've okay. done that. Yeah, it took it, you a it minute. It did. You, I'm you like, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm like, how the, what? How do you do that? But I, I okay, I get it now. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, because, it, because it's all, inter, in, it's all interconnected, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's like when people talk about regrets and I'm not a big believer in regrets, as you know, um, are there things that I would have done differently? Well, yeah, I would have got my driver's license earlier. Probably wouldn't have tried to dye my own hair brown when it was bright blonde and had it go green. But, you know, for the most part, regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. And, um, yeah. Well, I absolutely believe that you cannot live in the past and and regrets are a huge part of that because it's it's funny if you are constantly looking back then you're missing what's going on right now and then in the future you're going to be looking back to what was going on now that you weren't paying attention to so well i was i was having this uh i was having this conversation with somebody on friday i feel like it was probably with my my friend's cousin i was very drunk so (laughs) maybe not um, where we were talking about when I was at university and I was studying phil- phil- philosophy, I just went to say philosophy, philosophy. Um, you know, they used that idea of you're walking past a river, you see a drowning child. Do you save the child? Yes. Okay. But what if that child turned out to be Hitler? Do you save the child? And I still say yes, because I am... You know, that's who I am morally. I couldn't let a child drown if I knew that I could prevent that. Um, And because I don't want to be that person that says everything happens for a reason, but I think think that I can only worry about that which I have control about. Mm -hmm. And I have to just let the rest of it happen and, and deal with the consequences of that and... So I think, I think you're absolutely right. You only focus on the things that are within your control. And I think a different way of saying, I don't like people say, well, you know, uh, it, you know, everything happens for a reason. No, you give, you give time. If you give time, if you take enough time to let things work themselves out, because that's what life does, then you see how something fits. Because, I mean, it is all interconnected. You do learn from things. There are things that you could get tripped up on and regret. But, I mean, like, eventually, big picture, they're usually, I mean, yes, there's some. there are some things that if you had a hand in or happened would alter your entire life. I get that. But, you know, usually the stuff that, that we can get tripped up on doesn't have major long-lasting consequences. And you actually are don't don't they tell you that when you're trying to work out a pro, a problem. Okay, so is it going to matter four weeks from now? Is it going to matter matter four months right. from now? Is it going to matter four years from now? We do the fours. If it's going to matter four weeks from now, okay, how can we make it so that it doesn't matter? We're not stressing about it too much. 
if if it's not going to matter four years from now, we need to lower the amount of stress or emphasis that we're putting on this issue. How many people do you think actually do that? Oh, no, please, no. I mean, I'm, I'm like, number one of the, oh, yeah, my no. God, this is going to make everything fun. No, I, I – but, see, that's also, I mean, that's also why I calm. ask it because, like, I, I feel like we've all heard that before. But, yeah, we oh, all yeah, – no, believe really, me, we all have our – We've also all reaction. heard to love ourselves and, you know, beauty's on the inside. <laughs> Which, can I just say, is the worst bloody line ever. Beauty is on the inside. Do you know what's on my insides, Daryl? Blood and guts and gunk. Yeah. Probably a quarter pounder that I ate in 1999. No, I think you've let go of that. Oh, yeah, probably last year. Yeah. <laughs> well, but see, and that gets back yeah. to, like, the word choice means so much. Because, like, what we were saying at the beginning of the episode here, like, you have to nourish your body and move and you have to love yourself we weren't saying beauty's on the inside no i mean if we're talking about what people view as beauty that's going to be on the outside but we also were talking about what people find attractive which isn't necessarily beauty is you know like rod stewart um you know sense of humor and confidence and yeah i mean but it's very subtle things that if it's if it's said in a certain way, you kind of roll your eyes because it's cliche, but if you look at it in a slightly different term, then there's a lot of truth to it. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. How do we end up on all these, like, we we do end up going deep into a lot of these topics. It just kind of happens. Well... Yeah. Although, I mean, if you want me to get a little bit shallow for you, <laughs> which is ironic given what I'm about to say, um, I watched the movie The Meg. <laughs> get it? See? Sharks. Shallow. <laughs> um, and uh, there was absolutely, absolutely no substance to that, and I enjoyed every minute. Well, you got to have that stuff in there, too. Can't be serious all the time. I saw um, I saw this thing yesterday where they're doing a watch party for Jaws in a pool or excuse me, open water, like in the ocean. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I I would be down. You for would that. totally be down for that. I laughed about it because <laughs> the thing I saw and it was something I saw on Facebook was, um, you know, would you be brave enough to do this? You would totally be brave enough to do that. Oh, I would. I would. I actually made a pact with Logan that we would watch Jaws together. And of course, he put it on, and I had jet lag. So I fell asleep two seconds after it went on. <laughs> so, I've, I, so I've been in the same room as him um, and slept on his couch watching Jaws. <laughs> he watched Jaws, and I just you slept. slept on my couch. Well, you know, I slept on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> something for next time. And yeah. I mean, we got to talk. We have to talk about Logan, by the way. He's doing very yeah. well. I don't know whether he messaged you. He um he did tell me that he was very very appreciative of your support. Actually, um, he uh, I spoke to him this morning for me, which would have been last evening, yeah. last night for you guys. Yeah. 
Um, so just before dinner time for you guys. And uh, he was just coming out of his uh, his pain, his spinal block and all that was sort of going away and he was in a lot of pain. Yeah. But what he told me was the pain that he was in was not the worst pain he'd ever had with his knee. So I think already that's progress. Yeah. So um, I'm just very happy that he's okay. I'm I'm really, really happy for him that he that he's gotten it done because he just he's not gonna know himself. He's been he's been living in pain for so long. Just that concept of living without it is just incredible. Wow. And so I'm really happy for him. I'm really excited for him. So he gets through this one and then he gets the other one done. And then it's onwards and upwards. Well, and it was because there, there was, I mean, it was pretty uncertain whether or not he was going to be able to actually get this done. It, it, do you know what? It was so, it was so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was so ridiculous when he was talking me through it. And because I don't understand your medical stuff over there, <laughs> neither, right? Neither do, neither do we. Because over here, he would be assessed by a surgeon as needing the surgery. If he couldn't have afford to have it done privately, he'd be put on the public wait list. Yeah. Depending on the level of deterioration and the level of pain yeah. and level of impact on his day-to-day life, he would either be put on a wait list for 28 days, three months, or six months yeah. to get his surgery done for free. And, um, and so, yeah, so when he's like, oh, they're not going to approve it, I was like, my my brain just can't even fathom that that when someone is in so much pain that they can't even sleep you know and you just go how are they not going to approve it and then it was literally because the doctor hadn't ticked a box saying that he has a cane that he has to use I, I know I saw that and I'm like that's really all it took um, and yeah yeah and good and he's like everything else on that form meant more than that one line but that was the one thing that changed it for them. So you actually last summer explained to me the 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 healthcare system and process uh, in Australia in about maybe five or six snaps. That's all it took, and it was basically yes. what you yes. what you just said. And yeah. I like I any time that we the, the way that we end up doing things here is it's just like. And this is different than Logan's situation, but like for the longest time we would do the high deductible insurance because it was, it was a lower monthly cost. And how this goes is they don't bill you up front, but then they, they bill you and they, you never know how much is actually going to get covered. And then, you know, it, it it just, it becomes, and then you submit things to the insurance company and they don't want to pay for it and then you resubmit it and then there's a short window between the time of when your bills due and you start getting late notices and if you're much further than that you get sent to collections it's a whole big pain in the in the ass it's it's ridiculous so like yeah we ended up saying all right screw it we're just going to pay more uh and just do the copays now because it's just so much easier and it's but our our health care here is just yikes that's all I can say about it. It's just yikes. It's just, I can't even imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Basic needs, folks. Basic needs. So. Sometimes I feel very lucky to be where I'm from. I just. 
you know, I mean, no health, no healthcare system is sure. perfect, and there are a lot of Australians that complain about ours. Believe me, there are a lot of Australians that complain about our healthcare system. The truth is, the people that are really complaining are the people that haven't experienced healthcare in anywhere else in the world. And and any time that I'm traveling, I always take out the highest level of of insurance, particularly when I'm tra- like, particularly when I was traveling to the states, mm-hmm. because I know in the UK, I'm I'm still part of the Commonwealth. <laughs> So I may still have to pay something towards my healthcare, but it's not going to be anything compared to, you know, whereas um, when I was going to the States, I made sure I had complete and other travel insurance because I'm clumsy as hell and knowing my luck, I'd break a leg and I couldn't afford to do that in your country. Yeah. Without high level insurance cover. No, I mean it it's one of the healthcare costs are like it's one of the biggest expenses everybody has even on the monthly if you're paying for insurance but if something happens and it's just like it's yeah it it's it's a it's a messed up system. It's just it's nuts. Is I drink coffee from my um, t- my Star Wars tumbler with my metal straw, which going back to that one time we did an Instagram live, which was just hilarious. And uh, Neil's like, <laughs> "Is that a pipe? Are you is is that because yeah, this this straw actually does look like I have a pipe, but no, it's just coffee." So what you're telling me is that you're smoking coffee or <laughs> I, I can tell you that I'm like, I, I bleed coffee, I would say. Um, and I like when I mentioned coffee that you paused for a minute to take a sip of yours. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, of course. Always. <laughs> so did you notice when you were here and you went to Starbucks, did you notice how much ice they put in their iced coffee? I do you know what I didn't because I I only ordered hot coffee. Okay. But I'm assuming a lot. They they do. I I when you order it, I have to order it with light ice. Otherwise, it's just it's it's basically ice with like I don't know four ounces of coffee. So that's kind of my thing when I make it at home. I'm like sometimes I'll just put it with one ice cube. Like give me all the coffee. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, but coffee is just, it, it, it's funny because it's, it's absolutely addictive, but we don't care. Nobody cares. It's so wonderful. I mean, I think the only reason that I would really care is um, if I was living in the States and I couldn't find the type of milk or creamer that I liked and I was having to buy coffee at Starbucks every day, because that gets expensive. Mm-hmm. But I mean, people do it all the time. Like it's just part. They do, they do, and you know what? Like it's one of those things, isn't it? Where you just you work out where you stand in life and and what's important to you, and if you know the the way that I see it is, I don't buy my lunch. I never buy my lunch. Uh, I always bring my lunch from home, and I bring my lunch from home because I think it's silly to waste money on lunch and coffee and I'd rather just spend my money on coffee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... Well, lunch gets really expensive too. It, it's... Um, 
those are two things that if somebody is trying to save money, if you can figure out how to bring your own coffee and bring your own food, um, you save a tremendous amount. But with with Starbucks, I mean, it, and it's they they have built this brand where it's normal that you pay five and six dollars for a cup of coffee. Meanwhile, you can buy a bag of the stuff in the store for six or seven dollars and end up making probably 20, 25 cups of coffee from it for the same price. I am. I went, do you know what? I was really, really proud of myself the other day. I went to Starbucks. I bought a caramel macchiato Mm -hmm. because that's my drink of choice. If, if there's nothing else that I feel like having, although I did try the cinnamon dolce the other week. I didn't mind. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, but I'm a, I'm a fan I'm a fan of the caramel macchiato, right? That's that's my drink of choice. And and when I was buying it, the guy's like, "Oh, we've got this new blend. It's richer. It brings out the in the coffee." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. What they don't tell you is that they're going to charge you extra for that new blend, right? So of course, then I got charged extra for the new blend, and I had one sip, and it was the worst thing I've ever had in my mouth. And um. And I normally would just sort of take my coffee and not say anything. And I thought, no, you know what? He, I, he just talked me into it. He judged me for it. And I went up and I went, look, I'm really, really sorry. I spoke to the manager. I said, I'm really, really sorry. I don't like it. It's awful. Is there any way that I can just get a regular, <laughs> the regular blend? Um, and she looked at me and she went, okay. And I, I don't know even, I don't even know where it came from, but I think it came somewhere from that stingy little part of my mother that lives in my soul. That's like, you paid six bucks for this coffee and you're going to drink it. Yeah, I would, um, I would be getting the kind of coffee that I would want to drink. Like, I wouldn't be like, I'd be like, this is awful. Fix it. (laughs) Um, and it's funny what you were talking about, how they charge you extra and don't tell you. So I told you how. Um, how Max is a lifeguard now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's. We well, didn't tell me he was one. I knew that he was a like. He's, I knew yeah. that he was he's, successful he is in his a, application. He is a lifeguard. So he's a lifeguard. because uh, he's on summer holidays now, right? Well, yeah, you can call it summer holiday. He he, basically. He's not at school, but he's, he's working not at like school, crazy. But he's yeah. working like crazy. So he. In the morning, first thing in the morning, his club team, which these are, um, you know, his the, the club team that he swims with, um, and these are, um, it's it's a country club team that he's with. So he'll go and do the coaches' practice, which is where the handful of coaches that work with the other kids work one on one with the main swim coaches. So, which is nice because that means that there's like six or seven of them that get to work with two to three coaches. Whereas if he goes to the general, um, the, the general practice for his age group, there's going to be a lot more kids there uh, because the way that they basically win their swim meets by the law of attrition, every other club probably has 50 swimmers. And this guy, it seems like has recruited 200 swimmers. So, you know, when we do events, um, everybody on Max's team is well rested because they only have to swim one or two and the other clubs have to, the kids have to swim like five or six, but you know, this apparently they, they allow them to, uh, to have this many kids on the team. So whatever, but anyway, so he gets, he, he does the practice first thing. Then he works with 
the um, the little kids. That's that's one job that he has that he gets paid for, and then he's a lifeguard at the same pool. So he like yesterday he had practice in the morning. He did not have lifeguarding, but he came home at at or, yeah came home at noon, and then at two o'clock or excuse me three o'clock he had his. Uh, his training, like his, he was doing year round training um, where he's in the pool and or exercising two to three hours a day. His choice, by the way, not mine. He was like, I want to do year round swimming. I've been very like, since he started swimming, I, we kind of been like, you know, if you're into this, do it great. He's gradually wanted to do more and more. So um, he did that starting last year, wanted to f- continue it in the summer. So he did that and then got done at five. And then at seven o'clock last night, he has, they do these in service, like these in service trainings where he's basically getting on the job training. Uh, He did that from seven to nine. So he typically has two to three things that he's doing every day. And it's typically probably six to seven hours of, of work. But, but what this, what this leads to is he's like, as a lifeguard, he's like, I hear that we get free food. And he's like, all I got to do is tell them that I want this, this, and this. So, you know, I, I told him yesterday, I said, look, you know, I, I get the statement on this club thing. I'm like, this is not free food. And he's like, they, they didn't tell me they were charging me for it. I'm like, yeah, they don't do that. That's not how they'll be like, sir, would you like this, this, and this? And, you know, you say, yeah. And that's, I was like, that's how restaurants work. There's upsell all the time. But he was he was he was embarrassed, maybe even a little more to my like, they weren't telling me that they were charging me. So but yeah, he's um he uh the, that made me, you know, you're ta- you're you talking about what happened at Starbucks made me think of that conversation that he and I had. But yeah, he's uh he's very busy right now. But that's good. He's figuring it out. I am um... I really like that human of yours. Oh yeah, he's a good human. He he is. He is. He <laughs> is. He's um, and he was very excited because he he um, I guess if you could pick all the winners for the Tony Awards, you would win a year's like uh, years worth of tickets to Broadway shows. So mm-hmm. he's very excited about that. Uh, he entered, he wanted Stacy to enter, but then when Stacy entered, he was telling her what she should pick. And they were like the same exact entries that he had. And I was like, well, that doesn't make sense if you guys are doing the same exact entries because yeah, because yeah. then it, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, but he's, <laughs> it was so funny listening to him because she, he's like, well, here's, here's the category, here's the nominations. And then she would say, I pick this and. He'd be like, no, no, it's going to be this person. And then they would get back and forth every single category. They would get into discussions about this. It was kind of funny. And were either of them right? Um, I know they didn't get them all right. I know that he was very happy. The only ones I heard about were the ones that he he did get right. Uh, but he was very, he he loves the theater. And he was working uh, the other night when the Tonys were on, he missed like the first 45 minutes. So we recorded it and he was very happy about that. But yes, he, he loves musicals. He loves dance. He's, 
he's uh, very much into uh, to the arts and theater. See, now I like him even more because that's me too. Yes, there's there's definitely some similarities between you two. <laughs> so, um, so what I'm hearing you say is that he's awesome and I'm awesome. Oh, isn't that wonderful? I just found something that describes me on Friday night. Okay. Me. I wasn't even that drunk. My friend. You threw a mushroom at a midget and said, grow, Mario, grow. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I feel like that's probably pretty accurate. Um... <laughs> so wait a minute, because this is this is very important. This is something you found that describes your night or this is something you actually did? Oh, no, that's just something that describes oh, my Oh, my gosh. I was kind of hoping you did this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. That just would be mean. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> it would still. And not at all, Rachel. Well, that would be out of out of character, but still kind of funny if you did it. And then afterwards, you would probably have to throw a flower at them and say, here, shoot fire from those. <laughs> I used to love when you got the, oh, I used to love when you got the flower. Oh, wait, there's more of them. I've just found some more. Hang on. Dude, I wasn't even that drunk. Mm, you rubbed a bald guy on the head and said, I'm looking into your future. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you seeing this? Um, I I had a friend like the first one, and when I brought that up, when I looked at that, it then took me to the hashtag of drunk posts. Oh my gosh! And then, um, yeah, it's just going from there. I'm gonna see how many more I can find. One of the how many now I got to see how many people how many posts there actually are under like twenty thousand. Wow. <laughs> okay, I think we need a question. Okay, that's as far as I've gotten. Oh my gosh! All right, so this is okay. Hang on. What's something you've said when you were drunk? Ooh. Yeah, we could do that. That's better than the question I was thinking of. What's the question you were thinking of? Well, my question was more going on regrets, and I was going to say, like, what's one fashion mistake that you, you are quite happy to never relive? But I, I kind of like the... <laughs> Maybe we, we experiment with a double question. Okay. What's your biggest, fa- what's right. your biggest fashion you mistake? And what's something you said when you were drunk? Done. So we're going to go with the double question this week. Awesome. Let me go ahead and just okay. note this. Cool. All right. Well, I will make sure that I upload the questions for tomorrow. And I will make sure that, well, we got to have, what's our, we got to have a qualifier to make sure that people listen. Okay. Um, um, let's see. The fashion mistake. Uh, I don't know. Or do we just not do you a qualifier what? this week? Because we're, we're doing two yeah, questions. Yeah, we just don't do qualifiers. Okay. Yeah. We'll do that. 
easy enough. All right, awesome. Well, so guys, definitely let us know what's something you said when you were drunk and your biggest fashion regret. Um, but yeah, let, let us know. And uh, with that, we will go ahead and head off for this week. And uh, yeah, that's what we'll do. Perfect, perfect. Good night, my friend. All right, All right. you take care, my darling. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.